You're listening to the Washington Hospitality Industry Podcast, your primary source of information related to the hospitality industry in Washington State. We are recording. Good morning and welcome to the May episode of the CEO podcast. This broadcast is brought to you by IBA. This morning, Washington Hospitality Association President and CEO Anthony Antone welcomes John Boucher from Visit Seattle, Andy Day from Visit Long Beach Peninsula, and Michael Novakovich from Visit Tri-Cities. A little bit of housekeeping before we begin this. We are recording this and we are going to post it to our YouTube channel later on this afternoon. And as a podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, um, all you have to do is say, Alexa, play the Northwest or play the Washington Hospitality Leadership Podcast. Also, if you have any questions, please type them into the Q&A at the bottom of your Zoom screen and we can get them answered on air. And now I'm going to hand this off to Anthony. Good morning, Anthony. Well, welcome everyone to National Tourism Week. We're going to let everyone get signed on. Lisa, I do want to do a quick question. I, we've had two podcasts we do. I think you said the Northwest Leadership Podcast. I almost did, yeah. Which is also one of our great podcasts, but which one are we on now and how do we find that one, Lisa? Uh, right. We can uh, go to our favorite podcast app and we can look up Northwest Hospitality <laughs> Leadership Podcast. Um, this CEO podcast. Friend. This is the CEO podcast. This is the CEO podcast, but the Northwest Hospitality Leadership Podcast is. Uh, we'll get on, you there. Um, we are doing our latest episode is on conflict. Perfect. And this CEO podcast is um, under Washington Hospitality <laughs> Industry Podcast. Well, and uh, as we go, Lisa, uh, if they have questions that they hear from our great guests today, um, but they're listening in their car later and they want to follow up, how can they get those questions to us so we can answer them? Podcast at wahospitality.org. All right. Well, it is National Tourism Week, uh, so we're excited. Hopefully all of our guests across the state and the country are making uh, their arrangements to come to all our beautiful locations here in Washington. Um, As we're waiting for everyone to get on board, I'll ask my normal trivia question. Which president signed into law establishing National Tourism Week? Can any of our guests answer that question? Uh, And I'm, I'm actually in our studio today, first time since really for a year. Andy, you might have to bring up in chat when uh, we'll see what the different answers are. If you can bring up chat for me. I think John and I are, are relying on Andy to pull this one out of the hat. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone? You can just start naming presidents. Anyone have a guess? Any of our uh, of our listeners? All right. I'm not going to go through the whole song. If you have an idea later, uh, feel free to throw in which president signed the National Tourism Week recognition into law. Or was that a law? Or is it just a happy? I don't know. Whatever, whatever National Tourism Week. We'll go with that. Clearly, I know I know legislation better than congressional action. Um, but we are here on National Tourism Week, and I do feel like we're very moving forward, and uh, and and it's exciting to be moving forward. And and a lot of times we've been so busy. Many of the operators who've been listening to this are covering three jobs because we're still short about ten percent of our workforce, and they haven't been able to pop their head out and find out how is summer shaping up. And so what I wanted to do is bring on three of. Uh, our, our experts in around the states, and let's set summer up. I want to hear from from each of you. Um, how is summer looking? Are we uh, setting up for a full back to 2018-19 summer? 
Um, is there enthusiasm and recovery? Or if you are owning um, your B&B on the coast or your restaurant in, uh, uh, in Yakima or somewhere else, right? Or even trying to figure out where you go from there. Um, what should they know? Let's go east to west, because I feel like, unfortunately, we always ask Eastern Washington last. Michael, I'm so glad you could join us today from Visit Tri-Cities, and, and it's great to see your smiling face again. Um, what, uh, how is summer shaping up in the Tri-Cities for bookings, reservations? What are you hearing from our members and, and your activity in, in Visit Tri-Cities? Yeah, so great, great question. I'll tell you just when we're looking at what's currently happening, uh, things are trending really, really well. So leisure was saving our bacon, as I think was probably the case everywhere. Uh, last year, our economic impact numbers were pretty solid. We're expecting that this year. A matter of fact, uh, as we celebrate this week of tourism, it's really uh, kicking off. What comes for us with festivals with Cinco de Mayo happening in town uh, on Saturday, which will be pretty outstanding. The, the, the challenging piece, though, as strong as we believe leisure is going to be this year, uh, and I'd take a run at saying that we're going to see something that looks better than 19, just the way things have been working for us. Our, our group business, particularly on the meetings and convention side, still continues to lag. Uh, there's some great indicators, though. We have a lot of RP generation happening right now. And uh, in your booking, so third and fourth quarter, we're seeing activity and we're hearing from our meeting planners that they're excited to get back together. But it's been a focal point for us. Sports have been awesome. We're a sports destination. Uh, this is going to be a strong year for us there. But it's that meetings and conventions um, that is uh, where we're putting some energy. Doing the listening model like uh, those around me try to do before I make assumptions. What I heard you there, Michael, is that we got a lot of enthusiasm around some of the stuff. And we hope that offsets um, some of the group bookings. Is that did I hear you right? Or would you clarify that further? No, I think, Anthony, you nailed it. Well, let's go from one end of the state, the edge on, on the coast. Right. So we're going to go from the uh, um, the Columbia beginning of the Columbia River there to where it ends kind of out on on uh, on the coast. Andy, welcome uh, from Visit Long Beach. Uh, welcome to uh, the podcast. Uh, you, you kind of have a tool role for me today. One, you're just an awesome uh, advocate for uh, tourism and travel out on the coast. And it's great to partner with you. You're also the chair of the Washington Tourism Alliance. So after I let John go uh, for visit Seattle, I might come back to you and say, what are we seeing on the broader state level that would impact it? But just thanks for your leadership overall and getting back to your day job. What are you seeing in the in the peninsula for how summer is shaping up? I'm oh, wondering. You know what? My internet's a little unstable. Can you repeat that real quickly, please? That last bit. You bet. In fact, why don't we, uh, Andy, I'm going to give you permission to turn off your camera because sometimes that will impact uh, uh, your your bandwidth and we will know that you're here with us and you're not simply in a, there you go. Perfect. So my question for you, Andy, is how is summer shaping up on the peninsula? How are bookings? How are you hearing reservations? What should the average hospitality operator out on the peninsula or along the coast um, be hopeful for or skeptical of um, about how summer shaping up? Sure. Thank you. Um, yeah. And I mean, the short answer is get ready. And hang on. Um, <laughs> and um, so, you know, looking at our, our numbers, um, gosh, I mean, we, we barely took a dip in 20. Um, we were only down 4%. And then uh, we were up, you know, nearly 50% for 2021. And even for Q1 this year, we're up another 10 on top of that. So um, now that, that may sound really exciting, but that definitely comes with a lot of challenges. 
<clears throat> and um, I just, you know, really our folks in the industry, you know, are constantly having to retool, uh, put in new processes in place, streamline, and, and there's so many challenges. Um, and so, uh, you know, as a DMO, we're really working hard to shift to meet their needs. Um, we're still, you know, we've gone, um, you know, that, that classic pivot, right, from marketing to management to really help um, with the messaging that we can get out ahead of time, um, making sure that our visitors have the best experiences possible. So those are things that we're talking about. So again, doing the quick recap of that, what I heard you say, Andy, was um, customer traffic is looking good. Um, How do the operational challenges help us deal with traffic, uh, customer traffic coming back? Is that, is that a fair summary of what I, what I heard you say? Absolutely. And and two, looking ahead, I mean, I think we can expect, we were thinking, you know, I think we've benefited from the lack of competition, maybe from long haul travel and without crews and things like that. And those things will be coming back this next summer. Um, and so our challenge as a destination is going to be, how do we keep this new audience that we've been exposed to or that's been exposed to us, number one? And then how do we um, keep delivering a, a quality experience and good product um, for our destination? Um as we, you know, we don't want this to be a spike, right? We, we want this to be a trend. Um, so it's like, how do we keep this and make it even better? I, I love that. In fact, I'm going to come back to that, Andy, about how we can do that. But, but let me not let John not feel alone. John, we've, we've, got, we've got two sides of the state uh, on either side of you. Um, and honestly, uh, we've all been hit by COVID, but nothing quite like Seattle has with the convention hits and the other. How is things? How are things going to visit Seattle and how is summer? Yeah, thanks, Anthony. Thanks for having me on and uh, pleasure to be on with my DMO colleagues across the state this week. So appreciate the opportunity. Um, I, I would sum it up as caution, cautiously optimistic uh, from our perspective relative to summer um, and I think really the balance of, of 2022. Um, visit Seattle oversees a geographic region that's basically Seattle and King County. Um, Tourism is an $8.1 billion industry in that region on an annual basis, uh, pre-pandemic, 21.9 million overnight visitors. And of course, uh, as you've alluded to and others, you know, the the pandemic has just significantly impacted that volume and that visitation and spend um, and and the trickle down that goes to our small business um, owners and community members. So um, it's been a really, uh, you know, significant struggle. Um, And I think one trend we saw, of course, globally and across the country is that urban versus rural uh, really reacted quite differently, um, you know, to the pandemic. And so uh, our 2020 wasn't quite like what Andy experienced out on the coast. Um, uh, we were we were kind of in the depths, uh, I would say, kind of scraping along the bottom. And, and we certainly saw some measured growth in 2021. Um, a lot of our, our data points relative to visitation and spend and jobs and economic impact um, were up uh, substantially, and yet we still find ourselves largely two thirds of the size of our industry pre-pandemic. So we've got a ways to go. Um, uh, really, indications for us suggest that Seattle and King County won't fully recover those pre-pandemic volumes until 2024. So while we've made some substantial uh, progress, um, we've got a couple more years to really get over that threshold. And yet, the cautiously optimistic part, we're really excited about summer, uh, spring and summer of 2022. And I think we are going to see a season that feels like a pre-pandemic, you know, summer in Seattle. I think our numbers are going to be very similar to a, a pre-pandemic summer. Um, wow. and, and yet, until we get to a full recovery, 
um, uh, it requires the shoulder and off seasons to, to really kind of fill in the balance, right? We're going to see those peaks and valleys uh, in a more substantial way than we have pre-pandemic. So um, cruise season just kicked off. Um, you know, kudos to the Port of Seattle. We have 296 sailings up to Alaska, 1.2 million passengers, uh, economic impact of over 900 million, which is just incredible. A really great leisure domestic opportunity there. Uh, the airport's just opened its new international arrivals facility. And to Andy's comment, really, I think we're seeing momentum on the international side of things. Um, our um, SEA has recovered um, all but two of its international routes from pre-pandemic, which I think really signals the strength of, of certainly Seattle as a hub and just the, the demand for the destination overall. Um, so our airline partners are pretty encouraged. And obviously, they're seeing quite an influx of activity here the last few weeks. Um, and then we're starting to see some meetings and conventions, um, you know, meaningful sized groups resume. And, and the first was really at the beginning of April with the American Academy of Neurology. Um, as a city, we ran 72% downtown uh, for the week, which for us in, in, the, in an urban area like that in a downtown core, strongest results we've seen since February of 2020. Um, we, we slid slightly the last two weeks, still have some groups in there with some strength. And then just looked at the results uh, this morning for uh, the week of April 24 through 30. And we surpassed that number at 74% for occupancy for the week. So uh, we're seeing things like crews, resumption of meetings and conventions, the seasonality in our area really start to work in our favor. Um, and I think it just builds the narrative that the next couple of months, a few months are going to be really, really strong. Um, and yet we need to fill in the gaps, you know, in late fall, winter and early spring before we cross over that threshold of pre-pandemic. So cautiously so let, me, let, me, let, me, let me give you the quick recap of what I yeah. heard, John. And um, if uh, feel free to act like my wife and tell me how I'm wrong. <laughs> Um, the, uh, what I heard from you is, um, we have reason to be optimistic, optimistic for summer traffic, even in Seattle. And at our peak times, we have reasons to be enthusiastic. We might see those on the edges. We still are, are need to recruit businesses. It's not going to be a consistent, particularly, um, you know, as we move out of those true peak seasons, the group business isn't coming back yet. And, and we're going to have some highs and lows that we have to deal with, uh, through the remainder part of this year. Absolutely. Am I close or, or do I... Need to turn no, you're right. And- you're right on, Anthony. Um, I, I I want to be. We're we're a destination marketing organization. We're 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 marketers, so we're going to be optimistic and energetic. And yet, I, I think we have to be uh, measured and cautious. Uh, we're not out of the woods. And um, you know, we looked at at a, a metric that illustrates that. Our, we did a RevPAR analysis. I know many of the folks on our industry. So we looked at hotel analysis, 2021 versus 2019, King County against all of our other counties in the state. We are down 21 versus 19, 48% on RevPAR. Um, the next closest county, I think, was down 18 or 20%. That was Snohomish County. So um, we're excited. And yet we've learned the last two years. Uh, we've got a long ways to go. So, um, and, and we know that our hotels and our restaurants, our retail partners, our attractions um, are clinging on and it's going to be a great shot in the arm for them the next few months. Um, and yet we know it's going to take a while, you know, to make everyone whole. Well, e- even with the cautious note, I just, it feels so good to hear good news. <laughs> I got to say, that say feels it. great. It feels good to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's, uh, a couple of things came up with that and I'd let, like to get your take on it. Um, I think everybody mentioned employment in our industry, if volumes pick up, but we're still 10% short. And then Seattle, particularly among lodging, that number is 30, some 35% down. 
employment from 2019. And typically May and June is when we start seeing an uptick of about 10% of hotel employment, right? So how would we as, as leaders in the industry or people who are not in the operators and hoping to help people see the bigger picture offer encouragement or thoughts on how we balance tourism expectations and the fact that we don't have the workforce maybe to cover those. So their trips aren't negative, but they're they're greeted with reality. Any concepts on how to find balance in good traffic, yet not enough workers to service the way that we would hope to do it in our on our best day? Michael, any thoughts on that? Yeah. So some of this is a bit of a long-term view. So as part of, of a National Travel and Tourism Week, we kick off our Excellence in Service program this week, where our community and visitors can nominate somebody for exceptional service as a role model of what it looks like. And then we celebrate that at our annual meeting. With that in mind, and I know uh, Andy serves on the Carson College of Business Board for WSU, and I happen to be a Coug. Uh, we're partnering with uh, WSU to create a customer service program, and, and it'll have a component of it that's directly related to hospitality. So this is where it's a longer term view. We need to build it in. Um, we hear from our partners, this is probably a terrible uh, euphemism or analogy, but, you know, warm bodies. We're looking for people that are <laughs> breathing to occupy, you know, roles, but we need to have people trained so they provide exceptional service so they can go out and be these brand ambassadors for our community. And that's that program that we're working on with WSU to design is to have that exceptional experience. And whether it's a resident singing our praises and we drive BFR or it's somebody going out and saying, boy, I'd go back and need to check out the Tri-Cities or any destination across Washington State. That's our hope. Um, also except- if I could jump on yeah. to that. Yeah, please, Andy. And Anthony's also on the National Board of Advisors for Carson. Ah. So uh, we're kind of approaching that from the other side of the same coin in that, you know, we're really continuing to look at, you know, how can we embrace technology, improve systems, um, things like that. And then we're also... Um, looking at and expanding opportunities for self-guided experiences um, and really emphasizing and leading with our kind of uh, replicatable experiences. So uh, we're kind of panning out and talking about beach going (laughs) and hiking and the trail and uh, focusing on wellness and that we want people to have a relaxing, um, you know, experience and, and go home feeling better than uh, when they arrived. Um, and so that kind of helps take the pressure off, um, as well. Andy, let me ask, let me follow up with you because honestly, you were one of the first communities to recover as, and part of it is people wanted to get out of urban areas and escape. And, and you offered this, I mean, it's such a cool, um, uh, place you live in <laughs> and get to promote. Um, and you experienced last fall at high levels, good traffic, but low low availability of work. Um, What lessons do you think you learned on the coast that all of us in Washington could learn from on how to communicate as a community that, hey, be sure to get lunch (laughs) before this time or places are going to be closed and here's opportunity. How do we communicate so the people coming into our have awareness and still have a great experience, even though we may not be open on a Monday or we don't have enough business to stay open till 2 a.m. or something else. Any lessons learned in getting a community to work together to how to communicate that to guests? Um, yeah, I mean, and it, it hasn't been perfect um, by any stretch, but but I am really proud of our communities and our, our industry um, and our leadership. And and the real key, I think, you know, number one, and it's, it's just dumb luck, uh, but I did have a crisis response plan. And I was able to roll it out quickly. And I had attended a workshop at a conference at DMA West. That, and, um, you know, I just like had it in some file and I like pulled it out, dusted it off, tweaked it. Uh, 
I wrote it for a tsunami. <laughs> Tell anybody. But um, that was really helpful. That was just like a guidestone, a touchstone for our entire, you know, our communities and our industry. Um, and really, I think it helped being in a small rural community where we could kind of easily convene people and, you know, generally get folks moving in, in the same direction. Um, and we just, everyone, all our businesses, I'm just so proud to represent them. They were so great about, you know, everyone was just quickly on board and committed to doing whatever it took to keep our community safe and to keep our businesses open. And well, whether government, residents, um, tourism industry, everybody was very aligned on. Well, and I checked into a, um, one of the great properties down there. I'm not going to say which, because then the others will ask why didn't I stay at theirs. But And the front desk immediately said, hey, uh, our, we have some great restaurants in town, but they're short-staffed. Here's who's open tonight, and you need to check in. And I, I'll, I'll give you credit for that for Andy, but what I encourage is communities around the states to start communicating not as competitors, but as a group great guest experience. That if if you don't have the workers, then communicate it so people don't feel like I visited I don't know, OMAC, uh, but there was not a single restaurant open on the two days I was there. I wish I would have done that ahead of time. So to degree that we can learn the lessons that your community, I thought, did well, and the front desks can be prepared to help people of what we're dealing with, and then everyone can communicate other stuff and work together on workforces can help us. So kudos, Andy, to what your community did there. Uh, anyone has a question for, for John and visit Seattle, he's going to have to go shortly. But but John, any thoughts on the challenges we're facing? And if you're having a chance to talk to a couple hundred people in the industry in this moment, what would you hope we would do to be proactive to still provide great, a great guest experience, even though we're facing some headwinds this summer? Yeah, great question, Anthony, and great answers from Michael and Andy. Um, it's interesting as destination marketers, sometimes we really have to be destination managers. And this is really a situation where we have to look at, uh, for us in Seattle, a growing number of meetings and conventions that is not a steady flow of business for those partners who are most impacted by it, our downtown hotels, our restaurants, some of our retail partners, um, some of our coffee shops, uh, you know, that aren't seeing that influx of downtown workers that have returned quite yet. You know, they don't have that reliable lunch business. And yet we plop a 7,000 person convention downtown and guess what? Everyone's needing to go out for lunch. So I, I think, you know, the short answer is becoming a destination manager and working with our partners to understand who's ready for that business and who isn't and how can we help funnel business towards those partners um, and proactively message that. So our convention services team, working with meeting planners and working with our partners to really field out, you know, where are the opportunities? What are some of those windows? Um, giving our restaurant partners, for example, enough notice to modify some hours or staff up when there are those opportunities. Um, and then yet also, as Michael mentioned, there's the long game here, right? Um, there's conversations certainly in DC that need to be had around how we can encourage workforce development. Um, I also think it's you know incumbent that as destination marketers, we celebrate um, the careers and the jobs that are in tourism and hospitality. And um, they're really great opportunities. We're we're about to open a $1.9 billion convention center in January, and we're going to have a lot more meetings and conventions, and that convention center is going to need a lot of uh, humans. Um, and so there's a lot of, um, I think, intentional planning that's being done to celebrate the careers that are going to be available for folks. Well, uh 
I think that's 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 good counsel. If anyone has questions for uh, three of our experts here on how summer is setting up, go ahead and get them into the chat room now. Again, most of you will be listening to this in your car later, and uh, you can uh, email us at podcast at wahospitality.org to get us those questions, and then we will get back to you with uh, the best we can on on, on answers. Hey, I uh, would say, hey. yes. I just want to make sure, you know, it w- I would be remiss too if I didn't bring up, <clears throat> you asked about like, you know, how, how we got through. And, and um, I got to tell you, you know, talking about bringing bringing our groups together locally too but that happened on a statewide level as well and so i want to take this opportunity to offer a huge sincere thanks to washington hospitality um the programs the support that you guys provided um working with our partners uh you were just a really valuable resource and um wow what a phenomenal advocacy partner too so big thanks to you and your team and then John, same thing, visit Seattle. I mean, it's crazy because, you know, all those years without state marketing, you guys were the standard bearers. <laughs> and, you know, our entire state um, industry is very grateful to all the work, especially in the international tourism marketing that visit Seattle has done when we didn't have the resources to do otherwise. Um, and so we are you know, very grateful and um, eager to repay the debt in any way possible. And um, I just, you know, and then I also too, the port of Seattle really stepped up, um, was very helpful as well. So, I mean, those are just, um, <clears throat> oh my, and visit Tri-Cities hosting TBEX this first quarter. I mean, talk about coming out of the gate strong. That's going to benefit our state for years to come. So just three really critical partnerships there. Well, and, and, and on the, on that note, uh, uh, John, I, I know you're gonna have to go here in a minute. Um, so uh, final thoughts, um, or if, if you're gathering final thoughts, I'll just say the, the I would certainly would have rather never had a global pandemic, but I think one of the best things is all of our industry, all of us that maybe operated individually and we knew each other nicely through events united as one industry, you know, and the three of us and chambers across the States and all different folks who view this. I mean, it was just the partnerships that I feel like we've had together have been phenomenal and um, I'm hoping that's something that carries forward forever, that you're our marketing team. You get heads and beds and butts and seats. We're the information and advocacy and, and, and other stuff that we do. And, and we're all in it to help the industry as a whole. So your partnerships and those of your, of your colleagues across the state, I'm so thankful for. John, any final words before you have to run? And then not seeing any questions come in, I'll announce the uh, trivia winner and move on from there. Yeah, Anthony, uh, thanks again for, for having us on. You know, I think your earlier comment when you set us all up was it's really nice to be having you know positive conversations and and yet we still have challenges ahead of us as an industry and the challenges are um, more appetizing in the sense that it's to catch up with business and and, um, and yet there's still some survival to be done so a shot in the arm at least for us here in King County and I know across the state everyone's going to be busy this summer and uh, it's incumbent on all of us to celebrate that, um, to also be realistic in, in what challenges lie ahead and work together to solve those. Because I do agree in the long term, we all become better for it. And I just wish that a pandemic didn't uh, have to happen for all those learnings to come out of it. But uh, we're really excited. And uh, to, to um, shadow Andy's comments there, thank you for your leadership and for everything that the Washington Hospitality Association has done. Because 
it's meant a lot to us, certainly at Visit Seattle and to our 700 plus partners and getting through this thing and feeling good about the future. So thank you. Uh, it's been it's been an honor to work with each of you. John, I'll let you run. I, I'm going to couple a couple of the highlights for, for, for me, if I would encourage people to think about, there are no more magic number of workers coming. And so if you're short now and you normally hire up, spend May considering how we work together on work. Um, I'm hearing some really unique ideas. Um, I don't know which ones are going to work and which ones are not, but I'm hearing hoteliers talk about, hey, if you need help for a big convention or big other stuff, let's talk about sharing. Let's talk about room cleaners being shared maybe for the summer. Um, let's work together on some of those stuff. Let's talk about even communicating who's going to be open and 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 how we're going to do this and manage versus everybody not having enough workers to work during the week that you know, let's communicate about how we make sure we have great guest experiences. And so I don't know the best ways to do it because we are innovating in, in weird times, but uh, do not approach the letting out of school on June 15th and not have a plan to be able to operate with much busier um, properties, but the same amount of workers. And how are you going to address? The other thing, Andy, I thought you brought up something that was amazing is, uh, and I hadn't thought about it, shame on me. This summer is a chance to prove our brand. People made holiday well, it's National Travel Week, right? They're making summer vacation plans right now, but we're looking good for summer in part because some of the international tourism that maybe people in Washington have done or in the Northwest have done, they're staying home. We have this great chance to make this incredible impression this summer and and remind people, hey, why not stay on the Washington coast? Or honestly, uh, you know, guests of ours talked the other night about wine country Michael, and getting out in your area and spending, you know, time out there, we have this chance to make this incredible impression this summer uh, that will last for our brand for years to come. And so um, as you're developing your workforce plan, also remember the brand we're leaving that will hopefully repeat. So we come back to to uh, uh, visit the wine college or come back to Long Beach and the coast or visit Seattle annually as families, right? And we established traditions this summer. So I don't know how that balances, but as you approach your summer plans, keep that in mind. Michael, bring us home. I don't, I'm not seeing any questions today, which means we answered everybody's thoughts on what summer traffic is going to be like. Um, and Ronald Reagan was the first president to, or was the president who signed um, uh, the National Tourism Week. So um, another thank you to, to, to President Reagan. But Michael, Bring it, close it out for us. What do you want our operators to take away from today or things you didn't get a chance to mention? So that's so great. Thank you, Anthony. So I think uh, one thing to recognize certainly is DMOs are your partners, uh, particularly engaged in workforce. You know, here at Visit Tri-Cities, we we launched a, a campaign here in the Tri-Cities. It was broadcast media where we brought hoteliers and people from our event spaces that were actually talking about these ladder opportunities in hospitality. Come join us. I mean, you may start out at a front desk. The next thing you know, you find yourself downstream as a GM. So we can be great partners. Uh, I know here at Visit at Tri-Cities, and I'm sure our colleagues operate the same way. We'd love to hear from you. We're reaching out as well, but if there's creative and innovative ideas and you can leverage the talents of our teams, we're in it because we all win. The other thing I'm really enjoying, and you heard it here, this collaborative endeavor that's happening across industry. So certainly with the support of the Washington Hospitality Association, it's outstanding. I know particularly as we're walking through, which was truly a crisis and we are talking about communications, but even across the state with our DMO partners, Andy and I are not arm wrestling over who's going to the beach. They're going to Andy's destination, but if they want to enjoy wine country, well, I'm, I, I know she would tell me you need to go visit, you know, Michael there in the Tri-Cities and John Cooper and Yakima and our friends down in Walla Walla. And the three of our regions are partnering together. So I think 
looking for these unique partnerships, but um, recognizing that, uh, you know, these rising tides floats all boats. And uh, we really win when we light up Washington State. Uh, boats and hydroplanes. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be good uh, if you haven't been out to hydroplane races in the Tri-Cities. Andy, bring us home for your thoughts. What do you hope the operator driving home tonight or on their way into work later in the week listens to this podcast and says, hey, now I feel prepared. What do you hope they remembered from this and anything else you wanted to share today? Well, I mean, I, I hope they remember that, that you know, we're here for them. Uh, you know, all, all of our organizations are here, um, that we're here to help, um, to, to let us know what they need. You know, we're constantly looking for where's that sticking point and how can we remove friction? How can we help? How can we make it better? Um, and so we want it, we want to help and we are here to serve our communities and our industry. Um, and so, I would really encourage people to keep communicating, you know, amongst our industry and, and amongst our partners. And then um, also, too, it's, uh, oh, you know, hang in there. Um, and I just it's it's hard. It's it's going to be tough. It is absolutely going to be tough. Um, but I think we just need to turn to each other and support each other and keep working together. Um, you know, as a statewide industry and in our communities. I, I think that's a perfect way to end it. I'd just be repeating things the two of you said if I tried to recap myself. So uh, VJ uh, out there in the Tri-Cities, Michael, in your area, uh, he did win the trivia contest. So I will be taking VJ to lunch, dinner or whatever else he uh, <laughs> sees fit to, to have. Uh, he, he's, I, I feel lucky on that one. Great lunch partner. Um, with that, the two of you, thanks so much for your partnership. Uh, I hope truly this summer goes as well as we just discussed and that we all work together to help ourselves through the headwinds of workforce shortage and, um, supplier things. And, and we will figure this out. Damn it. We will. It'll be great. Everyone have a great national tourism week. And I hope your summer's fantastic. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks everyone. And thanks again to our sponsor, IBA for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you. Hope to see you all at the beach. Listening to the Washington Hospitality Industry Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, wahospitality.org, where you can learn more about the restaurant and lodging industries and the Washington Hospitality Association. Be sure to subscribe to the show in iTunes, Google, Spotify, or iHeartRadio so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Thank you so much for that effort. Until next time.